descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. As Ava played that beautiful rendition of What Child Is This, I was reminded that we have just journeyed through the season of Christmas. Epiphany was yesterday. Christmas is now receding, and we are saying sort of a goodbye to that moment. But all through the days of Christmas, we were reminded that God has come into the world and joined us as a human being. And that God's life as a human being began with the life of a little baby. And as a little one, Jesus was completely dependent, of course, upon those who cared for him. And as a little one, he had to make no decisions. He was dependent upon the decisions of others, as all little ones are. But that same Jesus who was born in Bethlehem, that same Jesus who was consecrated on the eighth day in the temple, the Jesus who was visited by the wise men from the east who fled with his family as refugees to Egypt, the same Jesus who came home and lived in Nazareth and who grew up there was a person who, as he became older, had to make decisions about the daily course of his life. Can you imagine the kinds of decisions that Jesus had to make? As he began to understand who he was and where he was, I can imagine that Jesus must have pondered how to be true to himself. More than once, Jesus faced choices where the right choice was neither clear nor easy. Yet again and again, Jesus made the right choice. And we are here because he did. Mark has no Christmas story in his gospel, no prologue, no background about Jesus. He starts with the baptism of Jesus. In Mark's gospel, baptism is a seminal moment in Jesus' identity and in his destiny. And the scene opens with with John preaching a baptism of repentance. Repentance means to turn. It is to turn away from something and to turn to something else, to turn and go in a different direction. Of course, our understanding of Jesus leads us to conclude that Jesus had no sins from which he needed to turn away. Jesus does not repent of any wrong that he has done or that he is doing. He turns, rather, from the less than good that he could do if he chose another direction. There is a kind of repentance in Jesus' baptism in that he chooses one direction as opposed to many other possible directions. By being baptized by John in the Jordan River, Jesus decides that he will embrace fully the 
identity, the destiny that his father has chosen for him. This is who he will be and no other. In baptism, Jesus entrusts himself into the hands and the arms of the prophetic vision of John. He will be the promised one. He turns his life over to the Father by turning over his body, his physical being, to John. As John leads Jesus into the baptismal waters, Jesus takes upon himself the identity of the promised one. This is who he is. As John covers Jesus with the baptismal waters, Jesus descends into death and he becomes vulnerable. As John raises him again, Jesus receives assurance of resurrection. Jesus sees the heavens opened. The veil between heaven and earth is torn as the veil will be torn in the temple on the day of his crucifixion, the veil that separated the holy place. Jesus hears his father speak, You are my son, the beloved. He is affirmed by his father. This is a coronation psalm. These are words that the priest would speak over a, a newly coronated king and the priest would speak on behalf of God and say you are my son today I have begotten you and so when Jesus hears these words from heaven from his father it is his father saying you are the Messiah you are the king who will embody the kingdom of God You are my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. These words from the suffering servant passages of the prophet. The father declares that Jesus, the Messiah, will become Messiah, will enter into his reign by way of suffering, death, and resurrection. Jesus' baptism in the Jordan portends his baptism of suffering, death, and resurrection. Jesus hears the voice of the father. He sees the Holy Spirit descend in the bodily form, the dove of peace. As in the baptism of his death, the Trinity is torn asunder. So in his resurrection, in the glory of his resurrection, the Trinity is restored to sacred three-in-oneness. This is who Jesus is. This is his identity. This is his destiny. And Jesus decides on this day that this is who he will be and no other. Of course, temptation will follow immediately upon his baptism. Jesus will fast and pray. Pray for the fortitude to fulfill his purpose. In the wilderness, the tempter will offer three compelling alternatives. And in every case, Jesus will choose to do the will of his Father. Jesus will not forget who he is. Today we remember our baptism. We may or may not remember the day of our baptism. It isn't necessary to remember the actual event. Only that we remember we are baptized people. When we confirm our baptism by professing our faith in Christ, 
we take on identity as disciples of Jesus. We turn aside from all of the other selves that we might be and we receive the gift of our true self in Jesus Christ. Thomas Merton used to say that the true self, the self that is created in God's image, the self that is restored to the image of God, the self that is the true self is the self that is in Christ, and all others are false selves. The course of our life is set. We decide to follow Jesus and become the very ones God made us to be. In baptism, we enter into the life of the Trinity. We are baptized by the Holy Spirit. Our destiny is set for us. We die to the old. We are raised to the new life. In remembering our baptism, we remember who we are. As we enter into a new year, there will surely be many distractions, many temptations to forget our true identity and to live out of some false self. We live in an age of great political partisanship. So much so that some of us have begun to identify ourselves so completely with our political views that we cannot even see the humanity of those who disagree with us. And of course, the marketers are always trying to tell us what kind of people we need to be by consuming the products they sell as if our identity is somehow in those things we consume. And in a thousand other ways, we are tempted to take on an identity other than the the, the true self that is in Christ. And so as we enter this new year, both as individuals and as a congregation, it is appropriate, appropriate for us to start the new year with the remembrance of who we are. A spiritual guide once said to me, here's something you can do to remember. Whenever you see water, whenever you touch water, remember that you are baptized. That's great, great advice, I think. We certainly have lots of opportunities to do that around here, don't we? We have lots of water. Every time you see water, every time you touch it, every time you taste it, remember that you are baptized, that you belong to Christ. This is who you are. On January 21st, we're going to be focusing on who we are. As Jesus left the baptismal waters, he went into the wilderness and he fasted and he prayed that he might be true to himself. You are invited to do that in the coming days.
to set aside something that is ordinarily a part of your life and to deny yourself that for a number of hours, perhaps for a day or for two days, and remember who you are and pray for the fortitude to be true to yourself and for our church to be true to who we really are in Christ. As you come for Holy Communion this morning, you will find that the baptismal font is here. It is an open invitation to you. You're invited just as you pass by the font on either side. You need some instructions here. The ushers will help you. But as you come forward, you will pass by the font on either side, the right or the left. You're invited just to reach in and touch the water. And if you would like to make the sign of the cross on your forehead, you're invited to do that. But whether you make the sign of the cross or you simply touch the water, in touching that water, remember that you are baptized. Remember who you are. A part of who we are, of course, as baptized people, is that we understand ourselves as stewards of God's gifts. God gives us many blessings. And as good stewards, we return to God a portion of that which God has given us so that we might honor God and support the work of the church. And so in this moment, our ushers come forward. We sing our call to offertory. It is an opportunity for us even now to remember our baptism and who we are.